0: What's up, guys? Um, no guests today on the podcast. I'm going to be riffing for a little bit. We do have an episode that we've recorded with JDCR that's going to be released a little bit later on, um, which is, was actually a great interview. I really had a good time talking to him. But uh, I, I wanted to talk about ASL and you know, what's happened and what's going on now. Um, I guess I'm going to kind of go into a bit of a story mode here. Uh, most of my life has been people telling me that nobody outside korea like starcraft and that this there was never going to be a market for this and they don't understand why starcraft wasn't on tv outside of korea and most and for me and this includes artosis as well i'm always saying well you got to give it a chance it, there's obviously a market because the game is good um but you got to have it in english it has to be explained and I mean this is why I ended up out here is I thought there was a real opportunity to to make a good show and and celebrate a good genre which is RTS uh, and do all that and I mean it's been an amazing journey and it's obviously it's not what I'm I'm finished with it all for but when I first came out to Korea it, it was rough um trying to convince any companies to let me broadcast their tournaments or or let me make any kind of a show uh, Korea has been a pretty Um, insular country and culture for most of its history. Um, And so, as some of you guys might remember, I was casting StarCraft 1 out here when I first got here for the GOM TV Avertech Intel Classic, um, which went on for three seasons, and that was how I made a living. Um, And The whole time I was out here in Korea, the goal was basically to wait for StarCraft 2 to launch because I knew that Blizzard was very interested in esports but had been pushed out of the country because of Caspa uh, controlling everything out here. There should, there should probably be a whole other podcast I do over the history of Caspa and um, what's happened with them in Blizzard and, and how StarCraft Two finally got to a global audience and how a lot of the StarCraft One pros weren't allowed to switch over to StarCraft Two right away because of Caspa. There's a whole interesting history with that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So basically i was waiting for starcraft 2 to come out and i was confident there was going to be a show that was going to work out Uh, but a lot of people thought i was kind of crazy and that this was really risky um obviously it worked out gsl is now the longest lasting esports show of all time so that's that's so cool but uh during the you know the whole process of gsl we found out that starcraft remastered was coming uh i remember mike morheim asking me. I was in Las Vegas and he was talking about uh, remastering uh, StarCraft. We were standing at a bar and I'm thinking, "Oh shit. That is so sick." Because honestly, when StarCraft 2 came out, I never really looked back at Brood War, right? That's what launched my career to where I am now. But I always loved the game, of course. And so, you know, when Remastered was coming, I thought this is going to be great. And then Danny the discovered that Africa TV was going to make a StarCraft 1 league. Because Starcraft One was still hugely popular in Korea. And so we begged to get on that. Because again, people were always saying, Well, it doesn't seem like foreigners are into StarCraft. And by Starcraft I mean Starcraft One. Obviously, foreigners are into Starcraft Two. And just like Danami had been saying over a decade ago, it was like, you just have to put it out there. You know, it's 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 a good game, but people need to be given uh, a chance to experience it. They need commentary so that they can understand it and then, uh, therefore, appreciate it. Um, and so eventually we convinced Africa TV to give us a casting spot. And uh, it was so cool, right? Because we already had GSL, which is great for keeping the legacy of StarCraft II alive. And then we're going to get ASL so we can go back uh, for Danami into our childhoods and, um, you know, talk about the game that, that motivated us to even move out here to begin with because we saw the potential that StarCraft II could and did have. And so, you know, we did, I think, yeah, 10 seasons of ASL. But, um, and the viewership's been good, by the way. Um, it's at times on par with, with GSL viewership, which is quite good. And just for some perspective, you're more foreigners watch starcraft 2 than even koreans watch starcraft 2 um and starcraft 2 viewership overall is actually pretty good even when compared to some of the biggest esports i mean it's not league of legends of course but uh it's not tiny either man it's still it's still considerably big but the difference is asl viewership is some of the in korea alone for koreans and the korean language feed it's one of the biggest things in all of esports it's huge uh out here and even though the english stream was was pretty good, pretty big. Uh, It was dwarfed by comparison to the Korean viewership. And so now we get to the fact that Afrika TV is a huge company, right? Every year, big companies try to figure out how to save money, what projects are worth keeping, what projects are not worth keeping. And look, we already saw this with Blizzard. I think Blizzard's a total fucking mess right now, but, uh, you know, Blizzard has cut off many of their staff in an attempt Um, to save money. I guess I should say Activision Blizzard. Um, And so word got around that they were thinking of cutting out the English ASL casts because the Korean side is already doing so well. um, And they didn't want to spend the money basically on the the English section. And they really felt like they've already got Starcraft 2. That's what a lot of foreigners like. And so it was actually, I think, two years ago they told us they were thinking about doing it, and Dan and me actually offered to just take a pay cut to uh, to keep doing it. So oh, we, we, which we ended up getting an, uh, another year of, of work from ASL for that. And so this time around, and I, I'm always a little bit more optimistic than Dan, I think. Dan was saying, I think they're going to actually cancel it this year. And I'm like, I don't know. Let's wait and see. Um, and so at the start of this year, we went into our meeting, uh, where they're going to kind of update us on, okay, so here's the schedule, you know, here's the seasons. We talk, you know, for GSL, for instance, here's here's the pay. Questions like, would you be able to do Valorant if we got a Valorant con- uh, contract? Stuff like that. Uh, and then we go through our, my work visa renewal process and everything. And in the meeting, they basically said, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but they're going to be cutting ASL. Uh, and, um, by the way, I mean, these are the people that are making these decisions are not people that I meet with. I'm talking to like the guy that manages the work that Dan and I do, uh, for the company. So we like we tried to put up a fight. We're like, come on, you you know, I was like, Oh, you know, we might, we might totally quit everything. I mean, you know, basically bluffing, you know, like you got to give us this thing. And the guy said, look, I'll, I'll ask again, but I don't think they're going to, they want to keep it. You know, it's. And keep in mind, guys, it's not just about paying Danemy, I mean, They have to pay the people that produce it. There's a whole other production team that makes this. There's a lot that goes on to making a show. And um, Danemy walked to that meeting. We were standing on the side of the street, and we were like, fuck, man. So is that it? I mean, beyond obviously losing work, and which means you don't get paid, which sucks. It was like, damn, dude, is that just going to be the end of StarCraft? Coverage in, in English. That's so shitty. Um, and I was super bummed about it. I, I went on. Uh, they actually announced it before they told us they were going to announce it. So they announced it while Dan was streaming. And Dan's like, oh, fuck. Because we wanted to let people know through our Twitters what was happening. And um, when I tweeted out that ASL was getting canceled, I was like so stressed out. And I think emotional, like I totally misspelled the tweet. Hold on, let me look up this tweet. This fucking tweet. I I thought a lot about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. Okay, I found it. I said, well, I guess the news is out. ASL English casting is canceled. Uh, To be clear, this is not an issue over payment negotiations. Africa TV has decided to no longer support an English production. It's a very, very sad for StarCraft. So in this tweet, first of all, I fucking, I didn't even end the sentence correctly. I was meant to say it's a very, very bad or sad day for StarCraft. Instead, I fucked it up and said it's a very, very sad for StarCraft. And then when I tried to add TV, I didn't even add the right account. I added a, a fake account because I wanted to loop them in, because I was hoping that would put pressure on them to keep the English casting up, and I screwed it up, and I didn't even notice this until I went to bed that night. I was, like, sad, and I was drinking, and uh, and then I looked at my tweet, and I'm laying in bed, I'm like, fuck, I've just had this up for hours, and it's not even correct English, um, and so anyways, yeah, it was, like, a huge bummer, but, you know, Dan and I were thinking about it, and we thought, and, you know, the, the the support came out. A lot of people saying maybe you guys can set up a Patreon for it and, and do it that way. And um, Africa TV, I think, was also caught off guard by the the reception of it, you know, that there are actual fans that do care about the game and, and, and do in the league and want to follow it and, and weren't expecting it to, to go away. And so, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, maybe there's a way that we can get – still cast it, but kind of do it in-house. And so you know, we talked to the company a lot and we are like, look, I think we can fix this problem. If you can give us, you know, the VODs and, you know, they were worried. They're like, well, we, we can't have it air on Twitch. Keep in mind guys, um, the Africa TV is a streaming company. I think a lot of people don't realize this because they sponsor teams and, and run leagues, but they are the big stream company in Korea. Although Twitch is slowly moving in and taking up more of the market. So, you know, Dan and me weren't able to do it live, but we we, we talked about it because the work that I am doing now, which is under my work visa here, uh, some of that overlaps with it, like Valorant, um, but basically we got them to agree to give it to us, and then we would upload it onto YouTube, so the good news is, I probably should have said this at the start, ASL casting is still going on with Dan and me. you can still watch it, um, the story has a happy ending, we've set up a Patreon for it, by the way uh, patreon.com forward slash ASL English, where we're going to have updates. We post the VODs as soon as they're done. Um, everything worked out and the support on Patreon has been fucking amazing. There's also a Patreon for this podcast. If you want to support that, we have a new goal to get our TOSIS on if we, if we reach our next goal, but, uh, also there's another ASL Patreon. Some people have been asking Dan and me questions like, how much, of a, a free, how much of a cut does Afrika TV take? Just to be clear, they're not taking any cut of our Patreon money. So we really appreciate you guys supporting it. Uh, I know uh, some other people have been asking, okay, so what's the deal with this being on their YouTube? Shouldn't it be on y- your YouTubes? We're actually allowed to uh, put this on our personal YouTubes, but the point is most people that follow ASL get it off the Afrika TV YouTube page. And um, just to be clear, because I think there's a lot of projection that goes on in people's minds about how other people follow shows or, or, or discover things. A huge number of the people that watch ASL are not on Team Liquid every day. Um, and a lot of them actually are not on Twitch every day. Um, the StarCraft 2 generation, more Twitch-oriented, but a lot of the StarCraft 1 people get most of their esports and gaming stuff from YouTube. Um, And so we didn't want to make a new channel and then this would be buried in the internet and people wouldn't be able to find it. Also, a huge number of people uh, watch both GSL and ASL from the VODs. That's the vast majority of people that follow StarCraft 2. It's actually not live. Uh, World finals is probably a difference, but um, most people are watching the VODs. They just wait for it to show up in their feed and they go, oh, okay, my show's on. I'll, I'll check this out. So that was our rationale for why we are um, putting it there so that people can find it. Um, But yeah, so this is great news. This is something that's never really happened with esports and casting, a crowdfunded cast like this, but the support's been amazing. So I want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, I want to tell you guys kind of a story to end this on. Um, You know, most people know about me from my work in in GSL, but I was literally in South Korea for three and a half years before StarCraft two came out, and um, that those were years of me trying to survive. Like I do fine for myself now. I'm not a millionaire, but I I do well, right? I mean, i and I and I've been very fortunate. Now I've traveled the world. I've gotten to host Blizzcons and uh, Dan and me have done work on ESPN and a bunch of different places, but. When I first came out here, it was like Dan and me were the two random white guys that wanted to work in esports. And Korea at that time was, I mean, it's still a fairly insular country and culture, but it was way more insular back then. Um, and so Dan was out here. He worked for uh, a company that sold and bought the rights for broadcast. Some of those were esports. Um, why can't I remember the name of the company he worked for? I think they're now kind of, they became Spo TV, but before they were something else. Dan was actually living in a pro team house at the time. He was living in Istro. I was out here doing some voice acting and some work at a company called Aridong TV, where they would buy esports, old esports broadcasts, like Warcraft 3, mostly, some StarCraft, and then they would have me cast over the VOD. Uh, and it was very inconsistent work, and the pay was not good. And basically, Dan and me were out here waiting for StarCraft II to come out because it was hard to get work anywhere, right? And, and, and the work, the pay wasn't very good. So uh, eventually, word got around. Basically, Dan would me would drink with any person related to esports. We would just go out, we'd have soju with anybody we could communicate with our bad Korean or their bad English. Um, and, you know, try to let people know that we're present, we're here and we're looking for work. Um, and word eventually got around and I ended up getting this solo casting gig at GOM TV, which I think some of you guys are aware of. And that was basically my big break. Um, and GOM TV at the time, you know, historically was Blizzard, K- Kespa basically made all the leagues out here, and then Blizzard wanted in on it because it's their game, and Kespa wouldn't talk to him, wouldn't communicate with them. And one of Blizzard's ambitions when StarCraft II was coming was to take over esports, basically, with, with their new game. Uh, so I get a couple seasons of GOM TV, the pay is good, and I'm thinking, okay, great, I can ride this until StarCraft II comes out. Because they had every intention of making... Um, a league for that. So Kespa told all the pro gamers that they were not allowed to participate in the league or they would not be able to be pros because at the time, Kespa would control the licenses for pros. Uh, And that was after the third season of GSL. Or not GSL, I'm sorry. Third season of GOMTV, AverTech, Intel Classic, the StarCraft 1 tournament. So that meant that after season three, I lost all my work. There was no show because there was no pros that could come and play. Uh, And other leagues did not express an interest in having English coverage of the game. And so I went from doing okay, you know, I was paying my bills and, you know, I had, uh, you know, money to go get a nice meal or, or buy some cool clothes or something to having almost no money. I was broke. I was actually sleeping on the floor of my friend, my best friend out here, uh, who was teaching English. And so <laughs> I was basically waiting it out. Cause I thought, okay, if I can last out here until Starcraft two comes out, I know there's going to be an opportunity. Uh, and <laughs> one of the nights, I mean, you know, I had, I didn't have work for like almost a year, something like that. Um, barely getting by borrowing money from people. And one of my friends, who's Korean, brought me out to, to dinner and then brought me to a bar after that and basically had an intervention with me because he was so worried about me. You know, and, and I kind of, I had already had this conversation with so many people where I'm like, it's going to be fine. Starcraft 2 is going to come out and then I'll have work and, 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 and things are going to go back to normal. And I was, I was starting to, those defenses were kicking in while my friend was talking to me. And he goes, Nick, you don't know when Starcraft 2 is going to come out. And I got quiet. I'm sitting there in this bar. And he goes, you don't have any money. You're, you're, it's it's a blizzard game. Those games could take, it could take three or four more years to come out. Um. And I'm like getting more quiet now. He goes, Nick, I think you need to go home. And it was the first time somebody kind of confronted me with the, the reality of like, yeah, what are you doing here? You're in a foreign country. First of all, this wasn't like esports was a proven model then either globally. Um, I'm like a crazy guy who's claiming I'm going to have a TV show that doesn't exist yet. Um, And when he told me I need to go home, I I started crying. I was like trying, trying to hold back tears. I turned my head and looked at the wall. Like I didn't want people in this place to see me like tearing up and stuff. And he's like, it's okay, man. He pours me a shot of soju. And, uh, he's like, I think you need to call your parents and get them to buy you an airplane ticket, uh, and go back to America and maybe you should go finish your school. Cause I still had a semester left of school, uh, that I never finished. And, and yeah, and I, you know, basically he was, he was trying to give me a reality check, um, and I was all choked up. And then I went and saw Dan the next night and I told him what happened. And Dan's like, oh, fuck that idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We're going to wait until StarCraft2 comes out. We're going to have a show. Um, And it worked. <laughs> We're here. We're fine. Um, And I'm so happy now that, you know, with ASL out and you guys supporting us on Patreon that, Uh, we can keep the history of Starcraft one or Starcraft two and Starcraft one alive. So I just want to tell you, you know, it's incredible. I never thought when I was crying in that fucking bar that I would ever end up with so much support from you guys and, uh, support for Starcraft. So it's so cool. So again, if you guys want to, uh, support us, patreon.com forward slash ASL English uh, thank you guys again. I'm sorry it's been a little bit slow with podcasts in general. I'm wrapping this one up now, but um, I basically to get a, I was, I've been in meetings for weeks trying to get them to give us the VODs. And then when we got it, finding translators, getting editors. Uh, so Dan and me have been super swamped. Um, so yeah, things have been slowed down quite a bit, but there's already uh, episodes out. Day three is out as of the recording of this podcast and I think day four is going to be out soon. Basically, what we've managed to do is they give us the VODs. I go to Dan's house. We've got a green screen set up. We do not know the spoilers ahead of time. We cast it exactly as we did the original ASL. We even let the commercial breaks run, go to the bathroom on those breaks. So it it is exactly the way that the old ASL VODs were, Uh, And I think we've made it better by uh, getting one of my friends, who's a professional translator, to translate all the interviews. So it's you get to hear exactly, or you get to see exactly what the pros are saying with subtitles. Uh, The original commercials are still in there as well. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with what we've done. So uh, definitely go check it out. Um, I have been streaming, although not as much lately on Twitch, just because I have had so much, so many casting gigs. But do hang out with me at. tasteless tv on twitch and uh, i'm trying to think of anything else i can update you guys with we do again have the jdcr uh, podcast coming out that's one of the greatest tekken players of all time and i've got some other cool guests lined up in the future here that i'm, I'm looking forward to uh, doing recordings with um other than that man i mean we're still waiting oh i've been doing valorant as well we're doing that on the official valorant channel twitch.tv forward slash valorant um, that's been a lot of fun to learn that game. And I think it's got a pretty big future here. Um, is there anything else I can tell you guys? I don't normally riff like this by myself. How long have we been recording this for? Damn, 23 minutes tasteless. Run in your mouth. Um, yeah, I, I guess that does it, guys. Uh, lots of love. We're still waiting to be vaccinated over here. Nobody's vaccinated in Korea, but hopefully eventually we'll be doing events out here. Uh, when the studios open up so you can come see a GSL in person. I'll be the first to let you know, but right now everybody's still wearing masks and nobody's vaccinated yet. So still waiting on that. Anyways, guys, love you. Take care. Bye-bye.